All right. Thank you to scarymommy.com for this next topic of conversation. Um, so it's not uncommon in places like Italy for especially the boys to live at home for a long time. Sometimes they live at home until they get married. I mean, 30-ish, if that's what it takes for them to kind of go off on their own. A 75-year-old Italian woman got fed up with her sons, age 40 and 42, <laughs> living at home, contributing nothing to the household, and refusing to leave. I My favorite quote from her, and, and first of all, I love what she did. We'll get further mm -hmm. into that in just a second. But my favorite quote from her was she was apparently dropping a lot of hints, uh, you know, as, as she was trying to deal with these kids and get them out. And uh, she said that, you know, she kept dropping hints about how they should, you know, start exploring their next phase in life <laughs> and all of this. And she said they just didn't want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she started encouraging them to see what they could do independently. Uh-huh. And they just didn't care. Nope. They did nothing to take care of the house. Again, two sons over the age of 40 or contribute to household expenses. So <laughs> I don't know what you would do if these were your kids that just absolutely refused to leave. But she got so upset with it, she took them to court. Yeah. She got an actual eviction order against her sons because they wouldn't leave. I mean, they just wouldn't leave any other way. So she took him to court. The judge agreed with her, issuing the eviction order against the two men. In the ruling, the judge said that while the men were, st uh, while men still living at home was initially warranted due to the obligation of the parent to provide maintenance, it was no longer justifiable given the fact that they're both over 40. They have until December 18th to vacate. I love, um, if you go scroll further down in the story, they now have a word for this. There, There is an Italian word now yep. for, and I think this is mostly, um, my understanding is this is mostly men. It's, it's just the men that seem to stay with mom for a lot longer. I don't even know how to pronounce the double C in the middle of this. Bombaccioni. That's what I thought. But again, I have the C in my name that gets weird. So, um, but it's, it's big babies. That's the word for big babies. And it's this. It's 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 the the adults that won't leave home. Yeah, uh, we've we've got one we're going to be talking about in a little while that talks about the age at which men finally mature. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, apparently the bomboccioni have, have become a big enough problem that not only have they earned their own name, but now they can be taken to court. And you wonder how many other moms. I mean, if this is kind of the thing in Italy, how many other moms are going to follow in her footsteps and say, "All right, if you won't get out, I will make." the court get you out and it's funny because a lot of parents you know would love to have their kids especially after they've been out for a little while like you miss your kids and you sure. well I should, I should speak for myself you know mom's coming to visit like you just kind of want your kids around when does that hit a limit <laughs> at what point you're like okay I like having you around I don't like you just refusing to help with the house or do dishes or cook or you know contribute to the household did you they, they talked to a senator in Italy, I didn't know Italy had a Senate, but apparently they do. Uh, and Forza Italia Senator Lucio Milan said that if elected, the center-right coalition would take measures to reduce the the effect of the bomboccioni. But he said we can't do anything for the overcuddled young men and women. This is a cultural matter. He said, and I quote, listen, 
I'm 30 years old and I still love a good cuddle from my mom. Living her with living with her full time, on the other hand, that's another story. Really, a cuddle from your mom? Um, <laughs> I know Italy's a different place, but maybe you. Yeah, does somebody need to check on the Italians and just make yeah. sure they're okay? Well, so my understanding is that it's not only um, the Italian culture where this happens. My understanding, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong is that in Hispanic or Latino cultures also, it, the families live together for a long time and, and the men don't always leave as early as they might in other cultures. And so this isn't, but it seems like those are the two cultures, the Hispanic and the Italian cultures, where especially the men stay at home. I know this, that's not true. I have um, Greek friends who also, the guys lived at home until they got married. I mean, I think one was 30 or 35. Like that's just that's just how it works. I don't know how you change culture that has been like that for years and years and years. Yeah, well, <laughs> apparently this way. <laughs> you, take, you take them to court and force them to change. But no, you're right. Uh, um, yeah, you can't. If it's always been that way, I mean, we have the the whole boomerang phenomenon, the you know, boomerang mm -hmm. kids, kids who go to college, and then they come home maybe for a year or two so that they can kind of put it all in order and say, okay, I've got to go find myself a job. I've got to find a place to live, all of that after college, and maybe find somebody to date or, or whatever. But that's usually all it is, is a year or two, if it happens at all. it ha And I will say there's there's a big generational shift with that too, though, because mm -hmm. when we graduated, whether it was high school or college or whatever, we couldn't wait to get out. That's how I felt too. And I don't know when that, I, again, I don't know where that divide is. You could not get me out soon enough. I mean, I you could not get me away to school and college fast enough. Yeah. And, and there was no way, there were a couple of summers there in between my first couple of years of college where I could have gone home. I just got a full-time job for the summer in my college town and just stayed there because that was more fun than there was no way I was going back. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we've talked about the fact that getting a driver's license at 16, I mean, it was for most of us, it was like on my 16th birthday, I want to mm -hmm. go now. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now it's just, it's not as big a deal with 16 year olds. They just don't care as much uh, about that. So maybe that's part of it. It's just like, if you figure you're not going to have to cut the apron strings, then yeah, why bother? Okay, so if you have been on one side of this or the other, 913-586-7798. I don't know what the age at which this becomes too much here. It's it's going to be younger than what it is in Italy. 25, maybe. I don't know the, the age at which, as a parent, you start getting twitchy about your kids being there, especially if they're not working or doing anything. And what do you do if, if the kid just won't get a kid? He's an adult. What do you do if they won't get a job? won't contribute to rent and just won't do it do you go to court i mean what do you do with them yeah it, there's only, that's your kid there's only right there's only so much you can threaten too you know yeah uh you do take away tv privileges <laughs> right know, how how would you convince them it's really in your best interest and, and yeah, I, I mean, the rent thing is kind of an interesting one as well, because I know some people who have done that and, and they'll say, OK, you can stay here past 18. But if you do, you're going to be paying rent. You're going to be paying. But, uh, you know, even to that end, what do you do if they don't pay? You need to I go through their pockets. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, it's such a horrible position to put a parent in. 
Because you're just taking advantage of the fact that they're not going to kick you out. A landlord can be a jerk. Right. This is the story that we talked about what, it was last week or the week before about the parents that had given their kids, their son and daughter, daughter-in-law-ish, an apartment, signed a lease, and then he got a pet, even though that was explicitly um, banned in the lease, and he did it anyway. Mom was like, do I kick my son out? of this rental property if it was a regular renter i would right and and if she were a a regular landlord and it was somebody she didn't know she wouldn't think twice about it you violated a lease that's why you sign those but there there are so many kids who will take advantage and advantage and advantage of that relationship because they've likely been told in the past that they can or shown a texter said i'm italian i left home at age 33 then got married Somebody on the text line said, shut off the internet. (laughs) Yeah, you shut off the router, see how fast they leave skid marks out the door. (laughs) A couple of you are saying that, yeah. Get get rid of the Wi-Fi. Um, Wow, to the person that said you lived at home until you were 33, how did dating go? Did you bring potential mates home to the house with mom and dad? At the age of 30-something? Yeah, that seems like it would be a little tricky. Um, I mean, not just because of the uncomfortable nature of having a boyfriend or a girlfriend at home while mom's home, but bringing them home and then explaining to them, yes, I live with my mother. Yeah. Again, in Italy, it's a cultural thing. In Italy, it's not as much of a shock because it's just what they do here. But that's not the thing here. Somebody just texted, the Italians have jobs and pay for most things around the house, except in this case. Yeah. My uncle is 50 and isn't married and still lives at home, and we are Sicilian. Huh. Okay. Okay. And and it does make a difference if he's contributing to the household. I mean, that's really no different than having your parents or grandparents or whoever come back and live with you. Because it's just easier for everybody, you know, and they contribute to the household and they, you know, they make babysitting easier and things like that. I mean, we had that situation when our kids were really little. Um, and that's that's a little bit different, though, I think, than just living with mom and dad. Well, it's also, again, in the pandemic, that's what some families started to do and then just left it that way. I mean, you just, in order to maintain the bubble, generations of families moved in together and, and then just left that as their household. I want to toss this out because this also just came in off the text line. And it says, I have a buddy with a four-year degree who has lived with his parents for a year now. I'm guessing that was right out of college. He has zero ambition to get a job and make a career, doesn't care for relationships. How do I, as a best friend, get him motivated? Wow. It's a fascinating question. And if his parents can't, what chance do you have as the best friend of being able to get him off his butt? Let's put that on the table. 913-586-7798. That's a good question. Uh, If you have thoughts on that one, (laughs) feel free to help out. We'll get to those next here on KMBZ. All right, we're stumped. Clearly, we don't know what to do about the friend that is just content to just have no ambition whatsoever and live at home and do nothing. Yeah, I mean, unless you, and I'm sure you, the person who texted in has probably already done this. You sit down and have a heart-to-heart with him and say, look, man, you're wasting your life. Yeah, I understand that mom and dad are going to wait on you hand and foot, and they're going to support you, and you don't have to pay for anything. But you're you're not doing anything. You're and you can't just sit here and waste away forever. Um, I mean, they they texted back in and said his parents will support him and never kick him out, and it's killing me to see him waste away. 
Yeah. I mean, you're, you're taking what are talents and skills that you learn presumably through four years of college and just letting them sit there and lie fallow. So here's what I thought about is um, my question is, is he happy? Not everybody has ambition. Not everybody, um, quite frankly, has things that they feel like they're particularly good at or want to do. Not everybody's motivated. Not every, I don't like that they're, I don't like that he's at home here. He, yeah, he, I don't like that he's at home being a, you know, just taking mom and dad out for a ride, but he and he leads to work and kind of get out of there and be independent. Yeah. But not everybody has ambition. No, that's true. And, and I mean, there's nothing that says that after four years of college, he can't go get a job screwing caps on jars. You know, they, right. Okay, sure. But like you said, do something. I mean, yeah. what happens if next week, you know, and I hope this doesn't happen, but next week mom and dad get hit by a bus. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. Be independent. I don't, you don't need to have ambition. You don't need to want to have a lot of success. But have independence, have financial independence of your own. At least want that. Even if you don't want it, do it anyway. Because you will you, know? you will eventually be forced into a situation where you're gonna have to. And do right. you and do you really want that to happen when you're 50 and then find out that the fact that you have no work history for the last 30 years is gonna be really hard to explain to somebody you want to get to hire you? Go work at Starbucks. Go <laughs> go be out in the world. Go work at the Amazon distribution center. I mean, go, go do something. And if you're not sure it, it hurts a little bit, cause you want people like we spend so much of our lives at work. It's, it stinks. If you're not, if you don't find something that you enjoy, yeah. go start, be more curious, like go start exploring more. And if, if the college degree wasn't the thing that you like, okay, but at least you've got one now. Yeah. Go and try some stuff out. Well, you're absolutely right about the ambition thing too, because uh, yeah, I, I mean, we love doing this job. This is an easy job to love. It right. really is it's not yeah. an easy job, but it's an easy job to love. Yeah. So um, it, it, you don't have to get a job doing what you love to do. But I have known people over the course of my life that just don't have any interest in anything. And you ask them, what do you do when you go home? Mm -hmm. And they just kind of sit around and do nothing. I have, I'm, I have questions about whether that's a sign of depression. Like, no, is that it absolutely is. But is it a sign of depression anytime it happens? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. But I, I look at that and go, so are you, how do you make a person have interest in something? And if they, <laughs> if they look and they look and they look and there's nothing that they find that they have interest in, yeah. I would think that would be frustrating. We, we all hit a rut at some time. Like I've had that happen where I'm just like, God, I'm kind of bored with my interests. You just got like, I feel like I've just kind of explored what there is to explore about that thing. And it can be kind of exhausting to get yourself to discover a new hobby or if it's just, it's easier sometimes to just stay in the same existence that we're in. But if you have no interests and no hobbies and no friends and no, that just makes me sad. Yeah. Bit. Oh, I know. It's one of those things, again, not to pick on my ex-wife too much, but it's one of those things that we used to go round and round about because she would always ask me, how do you find interests? Well, I don't know. I mean, because mm -hmm. I have a lot of them, you know, and I have a lot of things that I do when I'm not here. But uh, and they, you know, they they tend to change over time. But she just couldn't understand how you could find a hobby. I think it's. Um, we'll get to the calls here in a second. But I think it's maybe it's just part of us in doing this. We are naturally very curious. Yeah. And so I'm. I'm just always going to find stuff to learn about. 
Right. And and it's, I mean, if you get into something like that and you're not interested in it, drop it. Go find something yeah. else. If you find right. out, okay, I looked into this and then all of a sudden it was a big snore fest. Well, good. Go try quilting. You know, just <laughs> figure, figure it out. Let's go to the phones. We'll go to Steve in Lawrence. I do like that name. Hello, Steve. Hi. Great discussion. Very important discussion, too. Thanks. Tell us about I, it. I tell you what, I, I have seen in, in, in my life, my experience, just anecdotal, of course, but Every time I've seen a kid like this, uh, call it failure to launch, call it whatever you want, hangs out, doesn't know what he wants to do, has some mental issues, this, that, and the other, it's because the parent, in my experience, when they were little and as they grew up, when the kid messed up, they beat the kid down as opposed to, and I don't mean this physically, beating the kid up. When a kid screws up, I've seen dad after dad just rail into the kid and and calling names that don't do that, they think that's good. You can beat a kid up, but I mean physically, uh, I mean mentally up. Say, listen, son, you screwed up, but I expect more from you. You're better than this. You can do better, and you will do better, as opposed to I'm going to punish you, I'm going to do this, I'm going to whatever, and I'm going to beat you down. You show them Um, the path to learning from the mistake. Yes, but also raising expectation level. Um, having high expectations. I think a lot of children will rise to your expectation level, but they will also lower to the level of you beating them down. I, I think that's I think that's incredibly wise, and I agree with you, Steve. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's now. How do you fix it? You know, <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. if you have somebody who's in that situation, and maybe this uh, this guy that we're talking about from the text line is. In that situation, because you can, you can scare a kid away from trying anything new. Mm -hmm. If every time they try something new and the first thing that goes wrong, you rail on them, what they're learning is I should never try anything new. But as the best friend in that situation, how do you come along and say, no, you know what? You can. Um, And and it's okay. It's okay to fail, too, because sometimes you won't. My only thought there is, as the best friend, invite him to do things with you. Like, go try some new things yourself and invite him to go do that with you and see if that will do it. Maybe you guys explore some new things together. Um, I also just think, again, I come back to the dating thing. Does he not want to date a girl? And, like, does that not prompt a certain level of wanting to be independent and and getting out of the house a little bit? It was funny. They they texted back in and said, uh, yes, he's happy doing nothing. He desires to to live a vagabond lifestyle. Which is great until you want things. Um, right. You know, I, I like nice things around me. I like to live in a nice place. I, and so there's really only one path to be able, well, two. You could inherit it, I guess. But, um, but yeah, there, there's really only one path to being able to do that. So, uh, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, the Vagabond lifestyle sounds great until you realize that you're living in a shack. Yeah, I get it a little bit as somebody that um, values experiences a lot more than stuff. And I've and I've always been that way. Yeah. I get I, I understand that a little bit, that idea of I'm kind of a minimalist that way. And I still live where I live. Like to to your point, there's still a minimal standard of living yes. that I'm I'm <laughs> there's only so low I'm willing to go on that <laughs> <laughs> because you still have to be comfortable in your day to day life. 
And, sure. But not everybody cares. That's true. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, right. So my thing is, you know, music gear. Your thing is travel. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You still have to finance that thing. You still have to, right. you know, to, to be able to put all of that together. Um, so yeah, whatever the, the thing is, whether it's experiences or, uh, you know, just the, the things that you want to have at an, at arm's length. Um, yeah. If you don't have any of that, boy, <laughs> you're right. How do you get somebody off the couch? <laughs> Conversations evolving, but if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Okay, we have two um, sort of travel-related stories a little bit coming up. We'll get to the story out of China. Is this cheating, the way that they're putting in to get to this mountaintop? I have very mixed feelings about this because of what they're doing. Get to this coming up here on KMBZ. So we're just talking about it started as a conversation about how you get your older kids to move out. Uh, and then we just started talking about people that just don't have ambition. And that comes with a lack of independence sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and how, what you do about it. How hard they can be to deal with. Uh, if you want to jump in, 913-586-7798. Pat in Kansas City joins us next. Hi, Pat. Hey, how are you? Oh, doing well. Great. Good. Um, well, let me, uh, let's see. I guess I got to get off the radio here. Um, I was calling because I, I feel like the problem is, is we're, we're built with all these appetites and uh, and we're meeting the, the appetite with counterfeits instead of what they really are made for. So we have appetite for relationships and appetite for sex and appetite for food and appetite for exercise. But instead of doing these things, instead of uh, going out and having a relationship with people, we, we do it with a counterfeit relationship on Facebook or Instagram or, or TV or whatever. Uh, and instead of eating good food, we eat empty carbohydrates and we and all these things, all they do is make us want to uh, keep coming back for more. And so we never uh, we one, one, we never get hungry anymore because we're just filling ourselves with all these counterfeits. And uh, so kids no longer have any desire or drive to go out and, and perform and do things because they're never hungry for it. And as parents, we don't want our kids to be hungry. And so we keep feeding them. But we're as guilty as they are with, you know, eating poor foods or, or instead of having a relationship with people, we do it on Facebook on our phone. So that's I, kind of my thoughts. I think there's a lot to that. How do you break the cycle, though? Well, you, you, the problem is, is the parents don't want to break the cycle either. And so the kids are just following in their in their footsteps. Uh, so, you know, the answer has to be individual for me. It was uh, identifying that I was feeding myself with all these counterfeits and then uh, finding out what the real thing I needed was and then having to practice doing that because, you know, you're not good at it right away, mm-hmm. especially if you haven't ever sought out relationships. You're not going to be good at it. So you got to just start practicing and not give up just like anything, exercise, dieting. It just has to you have to practice it. Okay. All right. Uh, Pat, thanks. Uh, yeah. When, when it comes down to a total loss of motivation though, like you said, it's got to be an individual thing. It's you're never going to get somebody to do something they absolutely do not want to do. Mm-hmm. But um, how, how do you make somebody see the value in it when they just don't? Maybe you don't have to. I, I mean, I hate to you say just this, let them but grow into it. Well, or just maybe it's not your responsibility. I mean, maybe at some point, once they're an adult, as long as now, if they're still living with you, that comes back to the problem we were talking about. Yeah. But if they're an adult and they're living on their own, to us, sometimes I think, you know what? It's, it's on them a little bit. And at some point as adults, 
we kind of have to figure it out. And if we're not happy, we're not happy. I, at this point in my life, I wouldn't expect my mom to solve that for me. Or, or if yeah. I were to tell her I, I don't have ambition or don't have... That's not on her at this point. I, you know, somebody ought to write a book, and maybe they already have, because what I was just assimilating in my head as you were saying that is there, I think, is another very common life point. Like, this happens a lot out of college, you mm-hmm. know, that where, you, where you have that directionless, okay, what am I actually going to do now? I know what, you know, I kind of know what I went to college for, but what am I really going to do out there in the real world? What is my life going to be? And for a lot of people, that can be terrifying it can also be immobilizing where you mm-hmm. just go uh, i've got all these options and I, I i can't pick any of them and i started to wonder about i because i i know what my dad did to kind of solve this is does retirement do that same thing i think it can because what dad did after he you know because he had been in the same job for 35 or 40 years something like the same line of work i mean not actually the same job but he'd been in the same line of work for 35 or 40 years and then it was just gone mm-hmm. so what he did was he said okay i have this much money let me go play and taught himself you know through he didn't teach himself he read books and things like that about the stock market and the commodities mm-hmm. market and all of this stuff and put his energies into doing that mm-hmm. um, and did kind of a modified version of the whole day trader thing and loved it, had never been interested in that kind of finance before, got mm-hmm. into it and absolutely loved it. It's interesting that you say that. My mom's been retired for two or three years. I can't remember. And it's same thing. She had been, she'd had a really, really demanding job for like 15 years where she had to drive in the city back and forth every day. So it was a lot. And, and she was way past retirement age. And she and I had the conversation quite a bit before she retired. I worried for somebody that was in such a big job, I thought, I worry about you not being stimulated enough in retirement. I always worry about Alzheimer's and dementia, and you read all these studies about people needing to be stimulated intellectually to be able to stave that off a little bit. And I worried about that a lot. I said, I need you to have a plan for what you're gonna do with your time. You're not a homebody. I need you to know what you're gonna do. Don't putter. (laughs) Yeah, because that'll make you crazy. And I want you to think about this ahead of time. And what she actually found out was, counter to what I expected was, she kind of needed the time to relax. She has no problem keeping busy now. She made new friends. I mean, she's always into stuff, but I think she sort of also appreciates the downtime after having worked so hard for so long. Yeah, that I wonder, yeah, that same kind of lack of direction can take hold though. Thankfully in your mom's case, it didn't. But uh, boy, wouldn't it be fascinating to get a bunch of 22 year olds and a bunch of 67 year olds in a room Mm -hmm. together and have them talk that out and say, okay, this is how you deal with that sort of inertia. But, But you're absolutely right. It's the same problem at different points in your life. Yep. Too many options and, and too little direction sometimes. Let's go to Kim in Leavenworth and see what she thinks. Hi, Kim. Anything else I can get you today? That's it. Oh, Kim, Kim's ordering lunch. <laughs> Kim? Kim? Kim, we didn't mean to get you while you were getting coffee. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Doing fine. What's on your mind? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. you got to get to the drive-thru sometime. Right. I was just thinking... Um, Three daughters, all of them graduated from college. My youngest one uh, just graduated and worked real hard over the summer, and she bought herself an old vintage RV, and she's heading off to Key West. And wow, she just doesn't she just doesn't care about material things right now. And 
I don't really think I have a problem with it. I think that I don't consider her to not be motivated, the exact opposite, um, and brave and daring <laughs> and all those things. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, I think you can be a parent that guides your child in a certain way and you still might get a different outcome. Um, well, and clearly, I mean, your daughter, like you said, I mean, she worked to get the vintage RV and all of that stuff. And, you know, she was a very motivated person to do what she wanted to do. Now that she's doing that, can you see that there would ever be a time where you would step in and say, okay, this has been fun, but you really need to do something now? Um, yeah, I think I would. I think I probably would because at some point, you know, she needs health care. She needs... yeah. You know, the things that I consider to be just basics that everybody needs to have. So my hope would be that she would eventually find something that was a little bit more stable. But at the same time, I don't want her to be somebody that she's not. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Uh, yeah. Kim, yeah, Kim, thank you. That almost reminds me of the uh, what used to be, I'm sure it probably still is, called the gap year. Oh, yeah. That so many oh, people yeah. did. You know, I I, I kind of did that. Didn't mean to, but it just sort of ended up that way. Um, There are, yeah, there are companies now, particularly pandemic time, um, where it's marketed now to adults. I mean, not like 20, but like 30 and 40 year olds who don't want to wait until they're 70 to be able to take that time. And now they figure out ways to pitch that gap year as a way that you can work remotely and their entire year long programs that are structured change location every month or every quarter and still work from wherever you are because it's just become such a thing. Yeah. Now. Very cool. Yeah. I, I never thought about that, but yeah, it would be nice to do that while you're still mobile enough. Let's go to Ethan in Overland park. Hello, Ethan. Hey guys, how are you doing? Well, what do Great. you think? I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with parents aren't necessarily like you've got to feed that craving for success at a young age. You know, a lot of parents think that, oh, I'm just, I don't want to deal with my kids. Let me stick them in front of a screen. Let me stick them in front of a tablet. And, and, you know, me growing up, I, I wasn't like that. My parents were like, Hey, you know, you want something, you work for it. You know, now I'm at the point now where I live in a nice neighborhood. I've, you know, I've, I've got, you know, uh, I drive a nice 2021 Honda, you know, Accord beachfront condo in Lake of the Ozarks timeshare, like all that stuff. And the thing is like that success didn't happen overnight. You know, it's something that my parents created that appetite at a young age. And I think that's what society is lacking. You know, if you want success, you don't just wake up with it. You've got to work for it. Yeah. Well, it's true. Success is different for, you know, different people. Not everybody's going to want the timeshare and the, and the yacht and the whatever. Um, that level of of success that you want, though, whatever it is that you want for your life to be fulfilling to you, is it's something you're going to have to work for. And sure. and I think you're right. Uh, I mean, my my parents certainly made no no bones about that. Uh, if we wanted something, they would do it, even though they, they you know things that they could afford. Uh, to, you know, to go out and buy for us, they still wanted us to work for it to just just to drive home that lesson of this is how things happen. Yeah, well, and I say I think the other thing is is just. Well, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I thought I got cut off on oh, the beat no, there. Sorry. You know, you know, I think the entrepreneurial, you know, spirit has kind of been broken a little bit in this country. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, like I don't have kids yet, but I'm going to encourage them at any point that I can to be like, hey, you want to earn money? Think of creative ways to do it. Yep. You know, I I wasn't successful overnight. You know, it took me a while to find my niche thing, and then you know I. 
was lucky enough to invest in, in cryptocurrency and I, I am successful. You know, Bitcoin turned my life around and, you know, I think it wouldn't have happened had my parents not pushed me to be successful on my own. Got it. Yeah, credit to Ethan. I don't know how old you are, but credit to the younger generation right now. They think that way. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. if you follow a lot of the social media accounts, and even though this is way under my age, I still follow all this stuff. <laughs> they think that way. They don't feel like they have to follow the old model of get one job, work for somebody else that pays your health insurance, and have that job for thirty years. They really do that word side hustle has be and, and you see this all the time. CNBC loves stuff like this. This guy has a side hustle that makes him seventy five thousand dollars a year, and he only works ten hours a week. I mean, it's it sounds like a gimmick, but it's true. Yeah. Oh, shoot, you compile even five of those things that are, well, you're making 10000 a year here and there on these little hobbies here and there. I mean, it all adds up. And I know that's a little bit off topic, but encouraging no, kids to, not at all. To, to learn that business side of things and be an entrepreneur, even if it's not really making them much, it, it, it's starting to give them that appetite for success. And I think that's the biggest thing that, uh, that we need to do with our kids is give them that appetite for success. You got it. Ethan, I love it. yeah, well put. Thank you very much for getting in. And that there are, I, I like the idea of there being a lot of definitions of success and a lot of paths to get there, which is sort of what he's getting at. It doesn't have to be the way that we always thought it was. And it's okay if you're the first one to think, I'm going to do it this way, if that's how you define it. Yeah, and, and it's all going to depend on where you want to be, what, what success looks like to you. Because what success looks like to me is, I'm sure, not what it looks like to a lot of other people, uh, and vice versa. They, you know, their, their definition of success may be very different from mine. Um, so it's, that's okay, but I, yeah, I think too often, uh, going back to what Jim was talking about, and, and I think you know, Ryan mentioned this too, the idea that if the kids are quiet, they're okay, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so you know, building those relationships that happen online while you're all playing video games is fine, but it's not real <laughs> and mm -hmm. and it's also not getting you anywhere, but it's keeping you out of your parents' hair. So maybe the reason why some of some parents anyway don't take those kind of life lessons and really drum them into the kids is because eh, they're quiet. They're not bothering me. They're fine. Right. It's always the quiet ones you got to be concerned about. Um, let's wrap yeah. this up here with uh, Carol in Overland Park. Hi, Carol. Hi. Um, I have several children, and they all came home after college. But we had raised them that they benefited from the family, and therefore they needed to participate and help with working, you know, doing little jobs around the house and helping around the house at age appropriate. Sure. Um, so uh, all of them came home for a brief time while they found their jobs and got settled and were able to move out, except for one. And I had one who um, seemed to be difficult to launch. <laughs> and finally, after a year, I started charging him rent. And... A couple of months after that, he, he decided that if he was going to pay rent, he'd just pay rent someplace else. <laughs> it's a miracle. Mm -hmm. I didn't charge him that much, but, I, you know, it was enough to say, hey, you know, it's time for you to be on your own and and to be paying your own way. Yeah, the and free ride stops now. Good. Good for you. Um, yeah, Carol, thank you. They, and sometimes that's all it takes is just, you know, they, they will kind of wake up to it eventually of, mm -hmm. yeah, okay, in the plus minus column here, 
<laughs> you know, uh, it's kind of even except for the fact that my parents are still here and I'd like to be on my own. <laughs> yes, I, I like it. I'm glad that's how it worked out. Thanks, everybody, for getting in. A really fun conversation. We'll take a break here. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Continuing to follow the manhunt in Maine. Uh, looks like we might have a couple of new details now. Yeah, a couple quick things. What we mentioned about an hour ago, and as we said, we were being cautious about getting anybody's hopes up about the apparent uh, shot that was reported fired on a farm in a greenhouse that was surrounded in the Lisbon, Maine area. That search is now concluded. They didn't find anything. The okay. other thing that we've learned just recently is that the area fairly nearby, by where the boat ramp was, where the car was left, there are now divers searching that area. So whether they're looking for a body or whether they're looking for just any more uh, clues or information, and, and we don't know why. We don't know if they're acting on some kind of a tip or if it's just a guess as to, well, he left his car here, maybe his body is around but they do have divers that are uh that are in the river right now in that area remind me the area with the car not the boat because yesterday we were looking it, it, around the, the boat the car was left at the boat ramp okay so that's it, it was yeah they they assumed that when we were talking about it yesterday they know that he has a 15 foot bay liner which is like a cabin cruiser kind of boat mm -hmm. um and they don't know where it is right now. So there was speculation that maybe he parked near the boat ramp, got on the boat, and took off. But that that seems um, unlikely at this point simply because there's not – it's a river. There's not that many right. places to go. Right. Um, I thought I saw something this morning, and I, this might have been out of the news conference, uh, just a little detail. But they said they thought divers were going to be the focus and diving were going to be the focus of – a lot of their work today and coming up because they felt like they had searched all the places on land yep. that made sense. So, um, and I just, there's so much water up there. Yes. And, so. and that, uh, the river, I forget the name of the river, but, uh, there's, there's a river, a very small one. It's almost a Creek that goes through Lisbon and connects to a bigger river, just about three or four miles South of town. That river goes all the way out to the ocean. Okay. We'll continue to update it. Um, Twitter, we're all over uh, all the sources here, so we'll see what else we happen to learn today. All right, uh, coming up, we'll probably get to this in the next hour. One of my favorite stories that I've seen in a long time. I'm glad you saw the story because all I've seen is what comes up on TikTok a lot about what they have at the Austria, uh, the airport in Austria. We'll get to that coming up because people get so confused. I love it. Uh -huh. uh, but I also like this one that you saw out of China and what they are installing so that people can get some of the really amazing views that would only normally come from climbing 3,000 feet of mountain. Yes, and, and hiking up these trails and things like that. And there are people who either can't, you know, are physically unable to do that, or they just don't want to do that, that would still like to have the view of being able to see from the top of the mountain and, and look all around you. And, you know, China's got a few mountains. So what they've decided to do in a couple of locations is put in escalators. I have very, very mixed <laughs> feelings about it for obvious reasons. Uh-huh. Uh, you asked, is it cheating? Yes. Yes. But is that okay? Is there anything wrong with that? I mean, uh, 
I, you know, I, it's funny because I, I guess I asked myself, would I do this? I am not going to go hiking. I am mm-hmm. not going to go mountain climbing. I just don't care. It's, it's not my thing. If it's your thing, great. Go out and enjoy it. Have my peace. But, uh, you know, if I were somewhere, the only thing that, that uh, I could compare it to in my head, and we actually had talked about doing this, but we didn't, is along the inside passage in Alaska, Mm-hmm. There are these steep, steep, like almost cliff type mountainsides mm-hmm. that line a lot of the inside passage. And and sometimes when you get to particular towns, they'll have like a gondola that will go mm-hmm. up the side. And you can kind of take that because it's very difficult climbing. You don't have a lot of time usually. Um, but this, I mean, if you have all the time in the world and you take the mm-hmm. escalator anyway, the only people that I think would have an excuse to do this are, are people, like I said, that are just physically unable to get up any other way. Yeah. I, I, other than the fact that I am afraid of escalators, I had two thoughts about it. My first was, <laughs> I don't like what this is going to do to that mountain. I don't like that you're destroying some of that natural feature in order to install. Some things should just kind of be left the way they are. Yeah. And I, I don't like that this is doing that. It's not but pretty. The, yeah, it's, oh, it's ugly as sin. But the example that came to mind to me is I've never climbed Machu Picchu. I really don't have a desire to. You can either climb it or you they have installed a train and you can take a train that gets you from Cusco to the top. And I always thought like that was cheating. <laughs> like taking the train is not the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to climb it, but it would take you weeks and it would take you a physical level that I will never be equipped for. Yeah. And, and what stunned me about this, and I don't know why it should have, I mean, it should have been obvious, I guess, is that there are pictures of a couple of these escalators that they built on these mountains. And they said that you know, the concept of no pain mountain climbing has not been universally adopted by all, but it definitely has its share of fans. Look at some of the pictures of these escalators. They're packed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially because these are pretty big tourist attractions yep. and China is so densely populated that it kind of makes sense. They said it was really good for kids. That way you're not taking kids up the mountains. It had replaced stairs in a lot of places that there were already stairs in place and this is in place instead. Which also says something about China and, and their desire to go mountain climbing, I guess. <laughs> right. They had already cut <laughs> stairs into the mountain, but still, yeah, interesting idea. I don't know. It's not for me. Coming up in the next hour, a restaurant's getting a lot of attention for this $50 fee that they're putting on their menus. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ.